Welcome to A Magical World with me, Sterling Moon. I am a medium, diviner, folk magician, and educator on the mystical and strange with a background in advocacy and activism. Join me as we explore weird and wonderful aspects of our world and highlight inspiring people who are making this world a more magical place to be. I am so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. It has been a minute yet again. You know, sometimes I forget that I haven't been doing this podcast for very long. It'll end up being about a year in just at the end of December. And so I'm always learning about, you know, kind of the cycles of the year. <laughs> Definitely one of the things that I've learned is that every other week podcast episodes are kind of hard to make happen when I have a school-aged kiddo who is out of school and who I'm spending a lot of time like having fun and running around with. So I'm glad to say that the reason that you haven't had an episode in a while is because I've been just too busy having fun. So at least that's a good update. I'm really excited about my conversation with uh, today's guest, Missy, Missy Rising. You know, I know Missy in a lot of different ways, which you'll you'll hear about, but one of the, the topic of today's conversation is really special because it's that shared nexus that we have of studying trolldom and and you know starting out with the same uh, the same mentor. And I've been thinking a lot about my studies in trolldom and the things that I have learned and the ways that they've just integrated into my life been thinking about those a lot, especially over this past month. I just wrapped up a um, the second annual month of mediumship challenge, which I decided to do last year as kind of like a fun, free uh, series of self-paced exercises. And I mixed it up a little bit this year. And I brought in a lot of the things that I originally learned when I was studying trolldom, particularly uh, learning to read pictures for the presence of spirits and, and, you know, a lot of other, you know, things here and there. And we just culminated with a, a live class, which if you're interested in catching the, the replay, it's still up on Crowdcast. I'll make sure that it's all linked in the show notes, but, and it's just been so, so much fun to see how much other people enjoy some of those exercises. And it's just really great. I'm just so grateful for the things that I've learned. And I'm really grateful for the opportunity to be able to share some of what I've loved and some of what I've learned and a lot of what I've integrated with y'all and my clients and my community. So I want to get right to the interview, but as usual, there's a few just, you know, little things that I have going on. If you are interested in studying mediumship with me, you know, my, my style is a little different than what you're normally going to find because it is that blend of folk, folk, folk magic and classic mediumship techniques and bringing in paranormal investigation strategies. And, you know, if you're somebody who's maybe read my book and it's, it's resonated with you, or you want to go a little deeper with it, um, and want to be able to have a teacher who kind of walks you through a lot of those exercises. Now's your chance. Uh, the application for modern mediums, which is my six week virtual, uh, mediumship training program. The application closes on August 25th. And for folks who want to go even deeper, uh, modern mediums is a prerequisite for this, but there's also an in-person uh, mediumship and paranormal weekender is how I like to talk about it. And that's called Beyond the Veil. I rented a beautiful historic mansion. It's called On a Ledge Lodge. It's in Manitou Springs. 
And that's the opportunity to really get into the weeds of practicing paranormal investigation and learning about the history of the town, going on a field trip, having a good old fashioned seance, and just really getting into the work um, in person with a group of people who are as into it as you are. So if that is something that sounds interesting, again, go ahead and go to the show notes and everything is all linked there. And the last little update is, you know, one of the things that I've also learned about doing this podcast is how much time it takes. And you may not be, you know, maybe there's some podcasters out there who are quicker than I am, but, you know, every one of these podcast episodes takes me anywhere from, you know, four to eight hours, sometimes from the scheduling, from the communicating with the guests, the recording, the editing, the, the, the getting all the show notes ready, doing the promotion and, you know, and I, it's something that brings me a lot of joy and I love, and, you know, if it's something that you want to be able to support, I am going to be starting a Patreon later in the month. Uh, there's going to be a few different tiers, you know, there's of course going to be kind of the educational component and I have a lot of fun things planned for people who want to start learning with me and having some things to practice, but maybe aren't quite ready for one of my more intensive, uh, programs. And, but there'll also be a little tier for, you know, if you, if you like what you hear and you want to be able to throw a couple bucks my way, you know, a couple of dollars my way every month to just help support my ability to keep this podcast going, that'll be an option too. And I definitely, I would definitely appreciate it. So my loves, I hope that you are having a nice end to your summer. I hope you've been able to have some fun and experience joy and maybe get some relaxation in. And I'm looking forward to all the fun guests that I have coming up. There's definitely going to be a lot more mediums that I'm going to be talking with a lot more folks who are kind of interested in some of the spookier stuff, bringing in some artists, bringing in, I think you're going to like, I think you're going to like the the folks who I've got coming up, but you're definitely going to love the guests that is immediately coming up. So let's get to it. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Missy Rising. Well, I am so excited to be interviewing someone who feels kind of like a woman of mystery in the magical world around Colorado. She's laughing. Um, she Okay, this is, no, we're leaving this in. I was like, I could cut this out. No, we're leaving this in. So I'm sitting here with my friend, Missy Rising. And so those of you who have listened to this podcast before know that a lot of my introductions of guests start with, in 2017, I met this person at Ritual Craft. And so Missy is the owner of Ritual Craft and so much more. I had the blessing of meeting Missy for the first time when Ritual Craft was this little itty bitty shop that was over in West Denver. It was like one room and uh, she was making jewelry and had this like cute little thing that was like nothing like Colorado or Denver really had or more more maybe like like Denver really had and then it grew to a bigger shop and then it grew to an even bigger shop and holy smokes ritual craft has become such a hub for so many of us but I could talk about all the ways that like I mean we've known each other for a freaking long time now but why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself for people who haven't had the pleasure of knowing you or maybe just know ritual craft and know nothing about you, which is, it seems like the way you kind of like to keep it these days. Yeah. It's funny that you just nailed me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have, um, gosh. Okay. Well, yes, I'm, I am the owner of ritual craft, um, a magical goods 
store apothecary you know kind of folk magic shop that sort of focuses on like the lesser known traditions um in the metaphysical world is is kind of I guess that was sort of my purpose in opening it because I had been going to metaphysical shops and kind of like new age shops and things in Colorado looking for stuff that appealed to me and I had sort of a hard time finding what I was looking for and so um yeah so I started this little shop and yeah like you said it was like a 400 square foot tiny little room and it's grown to be uh it's a roller coaster that I ride um and I enjoy it and it's it's gone way way further than I ever thought it would but you know we we uh we have school where you know I've, you know you teach um which is in, incredible and has been incredible and we have this great roster of teachers and readers and and I t- I do some teaching there now after some poking and prodding <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's something that I'm I'm doing um and uh I, I've been a tattooer since 2001 so amidst my own like personal exploration of witchcraft and all things, um, you know, kind of, of spiritual nature, um, all the different kind of paths that I've gone down, um, tattooing, you know, was my craft and, um, is still very sacred to me. I don't do it as much anymore, maybe like once a year, twice a year or something like that. But I was a tattooer for a long time. I'm a mom of an adult 23 year old son, <laughs> And I'm a dog mom. I have three little small dogs. And yeah, that's, that's, I don't know. Does that describe it? Well, you're, you're missing, you're leaving out of some details, but that's why we're here. And so, but yeah, it's so funny to me because I never knew you as a tattooer. And I know that that's like how everybody knew you because I mean, y'all look up Missy Rising, Google (laughs) Missy Rising tattooer. I mean, she was like, she's hot shit. God, eight to 10 year trajectory of, um, I was very, very fortunate to be invited into, um, sweat lodges in a Lakota tradition. And I got very deep into that. Um, The community that I was a part of was facilitating sweat lodges for people that were trying to get sober, um, healing ceremonies. And this was a mix of indigenous and non-indigenous people. And I'm obviously not indigenous. I'm like 98% European or something. Um, But as an invited guest into that tradition, it blew me wide open um, and taught me um, I still say today that Lakota people taught me how to pray and, you know, and it was, it was my introduction to seeing ceremonies and really watching people create magic, um, and connect people with their spirits and their ancestors. And, um, it was just such a beautiful, uh, thing, but, you know, I, I can't, I don't share about that. I don't teach. I didn't teach about it. I didn't share about it. It was, you know, I was a humble guest at that table, mm-hmm. you know, so as beautiful as that was, and, and it carried over into when I moved into Colorado, I was still doing that tradition here. Um, but it, it kind of stopped feeling right to me, you know, because it's not my stories. And, yeah. um, you know, so I started once again, kind of dabbling around in the witchcraft community here and seeing what I could find. I ended up in an Avalon coven 
uh, the Welsh tradition. Yeah. Um, and that was interesting. Um, but you know, those stories kind of the dogma kind of didn't ring well with me, <laughs> you know, and, um, and I ended up in another coven, another coven. And, um, I don't honestly know. I, th- I think I, you know, I'm from Minnesota. And so mm-hmm. this is the largest concentration of Swedes, um, Swedish immigrants. And I think probably still even now the like lar- largest concentration of Swedes in the U S. Um, and, and so it is my ancestry, but it's also my heritage. And, you know, I grew up in my grandparents' house. Yeah. And, and so my, my mother's and matrilineal line is, is the household that I grew up in. And so I had some like Scandinavian influence, you know, like foods that we were eating and like things we did at holidays and like Sven and Oli jokes and like, you know, things like that. But it, there wasn't like a spiritual aspect to it. Um, and, you know, I was surrounded by all of these people at Ritual Craft who had these deep rooted traditions within their ancestry and their heritage. And, you know, I was like, oh, I should look into, you know, is there, is there such a thing? And I had no idea, you know, of course, owning a metaphysical shop, I've seen Asatru books, heathenry, books on runes, all of that. And to be frank, I don't know why I was never really drawn to it. Like the thing that I would, the closest I would get to like Nordic mythology was Tolkien, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And um, at one point I had tried to do some rune study. And unfortunately the woman that I was starting to study with turned out to be one of those uh, oh, radical no. extremists. <laughs> oh no. I was like, I and, feel like I know where this is going. Oh no. Yeah. And exactly. And, you know, as, as we know, uh, there are people within Nordic tradition who have taken bits and pieces of our, um, you know, tradition and twisted it into being radical extremists, i.e. white supremacy and and other, you know, uh, disgusting ideologies. And this woman happened to be one of those Mm. people. And so I was like, fuck this, you know, Mm -hmm. I do that. And so that set me off for like a good year or two. And then I was digging and digging again. And I found Johannes's book, Trolldom. So I think that was like 2018. And it was a couple years after he wrote it. And yeah, that, that set me on this path. I I had his book for probably a good six months and was reading it. And I found his website and I don't think he had had many students. I don't really know if he had a lot, maybe he had some in Sweden, but I emailed him and I was like, hi, this is what (laughs) I like, this is what I've been doing. And this is what I want to do. Do you take students? And, um, he, uh, Weirdly, at the time, he had me send in a picture of myself and write out what it is that, you know, I've done previously and, you know, where I'd like to go. And I was like, why does he want me to send a picture of myself? Mm -hmm. He comes back to me and, you know, as you're well aware, you know, we can do readings uh, on, on photos. So he had a little chat with my ancestors and his ancestors and my ancestors talked and he took me as a student. So that's how I ended up here. Um, so I interviewed Johannes uh, back in February. If you haven't listened to that interview, you might find it really helpful and interesting to talk to the the man, the the Yoda himself. He, he gets real. Oh, 
Yeah, totally. Troll Papa for sure. I just remember so um Missy was the one who ended up getting me my um, apprenticeship or introduced me to Johannes for the first time. And I remember that process of sending my picture, like, why the fuck do you want a picture? Sending my picture, sending the, like the justification, which for me was like, I have this friend named Missy and she's talking about all the ways you're teaching her to talk with spirits of the dead. And I'm like, I can't get them to leave me alone. And I need like, and it seems like what you're teaching her is something that would really be helpful. And I'd like to learn more, but I remember sending in the picture and then having this moment of like, gosh, I hope that I like my, my introduction was okay. And I, I, um, I went and pulled it back up to like re revisit what I had sent. And all of a sudden I look over, cause I didn't really even know what he looked like. And I look over and there's this like, this kind of tall white guy with like, you know, blondish, but you know, blondish hair, little, you know, a little bit short. And he was saying, you know, and he's, I just basically it was Johannes and he's like, I'll take you as a student, but you need to be willing to actually like take this slow and you're not going to learn everything at once. And it was just really funny. Cause it's like, basically was totally his teaching style. And I'm like, okay, that was a good mediumship moment. <laughs> um, and I love too that, like, oh God, thank you for calling out the whole the, the problems with Nordic yeah. and Scandinavian. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate that that stuff has been so twisted and, you know, ugh, and it's really nice. Who's the guy, um, Nordic animism. What is it? Rune? What's oh, Rune? Rune Rasmussen. Yeah. I love how vocal he is about like, nope, this stuff actually has no place in this. And, you know, you can get bent if that's something that you believe. <laughs> I love that. So yeah, I guess for you, like, where do I even want to start with this? Like, so you started with studying with Johannes and like, and you're going to be teaching with him here, which we'll talk a little bit about at the end. I can't even imagine like how, how you feeling about that. You've been kind of reluctantly like starting to get into the teacher's seat. How you feeling about teaching a five day, five day course with, with, with pot, troll papa. <laughs> yeah, I I'm excited. Um, you know, he, he, He's very Virgo and, and so, and I'm very Pisces and I'm like, <laughs> and he's like, we're going to do this, this, and this. Um, I I'm very excited. I think we'll be good, um, complimentary, uh, forces for it. Um, but I'm nervous. Of course, I feel very humbled that he asked me to do this. And I kind of put it to him like, well, how about you teach it? And I will assist you and, and I'll facilitate. And he was like, no, we're going to we're going to co-teach this. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. Awesome. You're going to be there, right? Oh, You're heck yeah. I'm going to be there. Yeah. Like the minute, like, I think I signed up within the minute that I saw the post on Instagram, I was like, I was, I was already signed up. So yeah, no, I'm, and then I asked, I, then I talked to my husband like weeks later saying, by the way, I'm doing this <laughs> thing. You need to pick up our kid and <laughs> drop him off at school and pick him up for a week. And sorry, I did this without uh, telling you I was excited. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious for, for you, you know, you find this really awesome book, which leads you to this awesome teacher where has it gone from there? And okay, let me kind of like preface this too. Because one of the things that I think is really cool about like magic and magical traditions is the ways that we can like all learn basically the same information. But then there's that part where it's like, you can just stay in the student seat and you can stay in the academic seat, which is fine. Like that's totally fine. But then there's like this shift for some of us where it becomes like a part of who we are and a part of our lifestyle. And I remember when I got kind of cut loose from my apprenticeship, I I didn't realize that no matter how many times jo Johannes had told me, don't try to do this how I do. Like you need to make this your own. 
because I respected him so much, I didn't really realize that I was like always trying to like do things the way that he did. And I had to like have separation and my like apprenticeship had to end so I could like find my own path, which has like turned into this like whole, I don't even, I don't even know, like mediumship and incorporating paranormal shit. And like, you know, it's, and you have gone a totally different direction. So what was your path of like ending your studies with him and then like kind of finding either other mentors or just making this stuff your own? What was that like for you? Yeah. Um, he kind of kicked me out of the nest, uh, essentially too. Um, but for me, it was because I was too full, you know, he was like, you need to go like, take, take some space and, and, um, look at what, what your, you know, your own role in things, um, and, and find your own way a little bit was sort of how I remember him putting it to me. And that was after, I think about a two year Uh apprenticeship too. And, um, there was a shift that happened for me because we talk about the outsider's perspective on trolldom and the insider's perspective, you know, and the outsider's perspective is that it's, uh, it's a folk magic tradition. And it is that there is that. And, you know, but the insider's perspective is there's an inner knowing that has to come into play. And one of the things that I love about trolldom is we don't really have dogma per se, you know, we have all kinds of cultural stories, how, you know, our ancestors did things and, um, and, you know, things that are written in like the black books and, um, and stories that have been passed down. I mean, there's, there's not a lot of writing on this tradition to begin with, you know, if you're going to go seek out, how am I going to do trolldom? It's going to be <laughs> difficult because, for one, it's it's a tradition that was for the country folk, you know, totally. it took place. Yeah, I mean, it took place like in parts where people were primarily uneducated, um, poor, didn't have access to doctors. So they were, these weren't, so it, it's not a magical tradition per se. It was just how these people were dealing with the world around them and the things that they had to deal with, like illness and, you yeah. know, spiritual, you know, uh, afflictions and crops and how to work the farm and how to brew the beer and how to, you know, do the grain and how to make clothes and all of these things. And it was just a way of life. It yeah. wasn't, it wasn't this magical tradition really, although we know that it is, <laughs> um, but you know, there's no, um, there's no books written on it because books were written by the noble class mm-hmm. they were written, even the black books were written for by noblemen for noblemen in general and so that in its essence is is beyond knowledge knowledge being like we can learn about the cultural stories and like what our ancestors used herbs for and stones for and like what this you know how they did these things but if you can't transmute that knowledge into wisdom yeah. Wisdom, meaning you have the ability to use these things and you're actually doing it. <laughs> then, you know, what are we doing here? So I needed to get kicked out of the nest and go and like dabble around and do this stuff. And, um, and then I ended up in Sweden and, um, 
that was also very transformational to set foot on the land, literally on my, the bones of my ancestors. Um, and feel that and be able to bring that with me, um, into the lands that I live on today and on, you know, onto, into my house and all of that. And I just had to, I had to get out of the, the, the book learning and get into the hands-on. Totally. Yeah. So So when you went to Sweden, did you end up sleeping on a burial mound? (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because I was the one who asked for that, you know, in our, in our tradition, we have this thing called Utsetta where you, uh, you go out and you sit on a burial mound overnight and you talk to spirits and things like that. And I had it in my head when I went Uh that I was doing that. That was my number one goal, you know? And then I got there and I was like, damn, there's a lot of mosquitoes here and and ticks and like all this stuff. And Johannes was like, do you really want to do that? He's like, aren't you already talking to the land? And I was like, yeah, I am. Like I was, the land was talking to me the minute I set foot. Totally. And so I was like, fuck that. I'm not doing Utsetta. And I, so I didn't do it, but other people did. You know, I have to say that like the mosquitoes and ticks have to be bad if someone from Minnesota is like a little (laughs) put off because I lived in Minnesota for four years. And that was like the one thing where I was like, oh my, this is not something you see in the West. So noted for when I eventually get my butt there. Cause I know my, (laughs) I know my time is coming. Can we talk a little bit about like I love that you've started like teaching and well, I mean, you teach after it's like a part of your life, but like sauna rituals and the backstory too is so when I lived in Minnesota, one of my best friends, her name is Lisa. And so she's Finnish. And so in Duluth, you know, obviously there's a lot of like Swedish folks, but there's also a lot, there's a big Finn community. I remember the first time I met her dad, big Al, big Al is like five foot two maybe five foot four. I don't know. He's short, but I remember he asked me, he's like, what are you? And I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, what is your, he's like, where are your people from? And I'm like, oh, you know, and I'm, I have very mixed heritage and I'm like, oh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And he's like, oh, five, you know, Heinz 57, eh? And I was like, dude, seriously. But then I was like, well, what are you Al? And he's like, I'm Finn. And this conversation is happening on like the shore of Lake Lake Superior in Michigan, which is where when their family emigrated from, and like they're a hundred percent Finn. So they came over from Finland. They bought, they, they were able to get this plot of land. And, you know, I mean, they, the very first thing that they built was their sauna. You lived in the sauna while you built the house and like, it's still there. Um, Al has now my friend, Lisa, she and her partner are the ones who've like kind of taken over. Um, I mean, and it's like surrounded with like million dollar homes and it's like, it's, it's been a big sacrifice for them to keep up with like the property taxes, but they still have that sauna that was built when their ancestors came over from Finland. It's so cool. So whenever I see you posting about like saunas, I'm just like, Oh, I, I love it so much. And I'd love to hear about like where, cause I mean, for them, it's just their, their culture and their life. Um, there isn't necessarily magic or def- it's, that's not what it's called. So I'd love to hear from you about what that looks like for you and how the magic comes in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, when I took a class with one of my classes during my apprenticeship with Johannes, he talked about sauna and I was like, what we have a sweating, what? we have a sweating tradition <laughs> in Scandinavian so culture you know, and after doing these sweat lodges, as long as I did, I mean, um, uh, you know, that kind of spiritual, physical and spiritual and mental purification, I mean, yeah. talk, about, talk about taking a spiritual bath, you know, 
um, was so profound for me in that tradition when I realized, you know, I, I, again, like I grew up in Minnesota, I have friends who have saunas, you know, it was not part of my childhood at all. Um, but anyway, I, when he told me, oh no, there's, there's folk magic and folk medicine and all of these things around sauna. And, um, that must've been, you know, like two or two, three years ago that I took that with him. And since then I have been digging and, and translating, you know, finished books and, Swedish books and looking into so cool, you know, there, the things that were done in sauna and now it's sort of part of this health and wellness industry and the folk magic and and folk medicine, it has really been taken out of it uh, for the most part. But um, I mean, gosh, you know, babies were born in there. Um, Babies were blessed in there by their grandmothers, the kind of folk spells and and um divinations and things that were done uh around holy holy tides um holidays uh name days birthdays um the kind of folk magic that was done in there is similar to what is done in a home or at a church um the sauna was thought of almost like a church you know this was a holy place and um people uh we're sharing in community, um, not just with their families, but with other people within their community. And everyone was equal because um, everybody was naked. And yeah, totally. turns and, out there's a lot of when everybody's butt naked and sweating, there's a lot of like, talk about the great equalizer. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and so it was just this very holy place. People died in there. People, bodies were washed in there. People were, it was bloodletting and cupping and um oh my gosh so much and you know the sauna has its own house spirit its own tomta and um I mean there's so much um and I am so drawn to that and so I had been working for a while to get myself a sauna at my house here in Denver and I I have one now and um we do community uh sauna you know, rituals or whatever you want to call it. And I've kind of developed my own, um, like three round, um, ritual that we do, which really just entails, you know, uh, you know, thanking the, um, the ancestors of blood and of tradition and of the land and going in and sitting in this space, this dark, sweaty space together and praying out loud and, you know, and troll them when you, uh, use our magical formulas, you speak them out loud. Um, and that's sort of how I relate it to, um, to our tradition is, um, you go in and we have a round where we say, we all go around and we say our prayers for our community. And then, um, you know, we get out and we cold plunge and we go back in and we, um, we say our prayers out loud, uh, for ourselves. What do we, what do we need for ourselves right now? And it's beyond just verbalizing to our ancestors and our spirits and, you know, our, our spiritual team, but also like to each other, there's a kind of a reverberation that happens and almost like a, I don't know how to describe it, like a feeling of being heard. Yeah. you know, to say our prayers out loud to our community. 
Um, and so we, we do that for ourselves and we go out and we cold plunge and we come back in and then we have a gratitude round. And sometimes we sing songs and sometimes we do plant brushing and, um, and we also, uh, can do healing, um, saunas here where it's focused on one individual, um, if they have something specific going on. And that is something that was absolutely done ancestrally, you know, yeah. Honey, women would bring you in and bloodletting or cupping or massage or talking to your spirits, um, retrieving your soul parts, all of those kinds of things. So that's what, that's what I'm doing. And I'm building on it. You know, as we go along, we do women's, uh, saunas, uh, and yeah, so I'm just building on it right now. And it's, it is my passion it's project. So cool. Oh my gosh. And that's one of the ways that you've made this your own, yeah. like, you know, yeah, exactly. Because yeah, again, like there is no dogma. I, I remember when, when Johannes uh, introduced me to sauna, I was like, okay, so what kind of songs were sung in the sauna? Well, he was like, well, there's not, it's not like that. It's not traditional. Like a cunning woman might sing a song to mm-hmm. retrieve a soul part for someone or to cleanse them of something, but there's not specific songs that are sung in the sound. And that's the beauty of trolldom is the lack of dogma and us being the facilitators of the magic. And I think that's what I was always looking for actually in everything else that I had prior to this is feeling like I'm really connected to the work. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that's making me emotional. No, it's making me, it's, I'm getting it too. I'm getting emotional about <laughs> it too. This is like, well, and I, you know, I remember one of the things I used to beat myself and I've always been so impressed, like how much you've dug into like the language and I, you know, learning Swedish and like, you know, learning is, is it, once you learn Swedish is Finnish kind of come along with it a little bit. Is there enough of an overlap? I think Norwegian, uh-huh. um, but I don't know. Finnish seems very different to me, mm-hmm. but I don't know enough Swedish, I think, to know that. <laughs> well, you know, a hell of a lot more than me. And that has always been one of the things that's really tripped me up because I struggle with the traditional formulas. And then I, you know, it's one of those things where I started to, I had to realize I was like, I had to kind of slap my own hand at a certain point. And it's nice to hear that somebody else got fired as a student. He always jokes, like I, I had even said, I was like, you're firing me as a student. He's like, no, I'm graduating you. Like, what is the matter with you? <laughs> it's nice to hear somebody else who got kicked out of the nest, even if it was the, like, you know, the best thing for us. Um, but I just remember I was like, okay, great. So you're struggling with this troll formula. Don't get hung up on it. Like you can still say a goddamn prayer and a spell and sing a song. And yes, there's like, you should strive for learning, you know, honoring the roots. Right. But it's also like, you can still find your own way. It's speaking it out. That's the, (laughs) there's bigger, there's a bigger picture that you can't miss, but, or at least that's, that's what I've had to kind of work out myself because I do struggle with the language so much, but I I love, I love that. I love that you, yeah. Oh my God. The sound of stuff is really freaking cool. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I love too the way that like, oh, I remember one of the things I wanted to say is I just love to the way that you got introduced to kind of that was like through the sobriety community. Cause you know, folks who've, I gave up alcohol, like, um, January 20th of 2021. And it was just like it life-changing life-changing. I didn't realize like how much it was holding me back until I just was like, I'm going to do this cute little two week cleanse. And I was like, wow, this is actually hard. And then it made me mad that it was hard. And I was like, fuck it. Nothing gets to have control of me like that. And, um, 
Yeah. So I love, I love too, that that's like kind of one of the, that's like, a, yeah, I don't know. I love that you found like sweat lodges and all the, or, you know, your Lakota community and all that. And I love that there's a nexus there too. So what would be your like advice? Cause you know, you had the kind of that aha moment of, and this is just like advice, not like, I know you don't like to be pedestaled. I mean, I have definitely watched you go from being kind of a very vocal part of like, again, in the air quotes, witchcraft community to backtracking that a lot and getting way, like the more serious, what I, what I have observed is like the more serious you get about your spiritual practice, like the quieter you have got, which I actually love. And that's what I tell my students all the time is you do your work and you shut up about it. Like that's like the best way that you can do your work is get and get serious. But for other people who are like, maybe in that similar process of going from like the big blue book to finding, just trying to find their own path. I mean, because you've done, you've kind of walked this, do you have any advice just based on your own experience? Yeah. I mean, I, I love the idea of, uh, I mean, getting an ancestry test and looking into your your ancestry um or your heritage um the way that you know you were brought up um because I know ancestry is tricky and mm -hmm. all um it's not completely accessible for everybody um but I do like the going back to your roots and exploring from there forward at, at least for me that was really beneficial um oh my gosh Beyond that, I think it's take classes and take, you know, take in a lot of different things and, and see what feels right. Um, find, find a mentor. Um, I, I used to be very, I used to not think that that was so important because I used to think that I, and I still, I still think there's all kinds of eclectic, you know, witches and people, you know, doing things, um, from, you know, all different, uh, traditions and experiences and all of that, and kind of melding it into their own thing. But after having a good mentor that I really trust, um, I don't think that I would change, I wouldn't change that for anything. It's been such a life-changing experience for me. And, you know, I still, I'm still studying and learning with him it's a lifelong relationship and there's something to be said for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, book learning is wonderful. At, I love books. I hoard them. Um, but <laughs> the practical things that you can learn from a mentor, I think is really special. Yeah. Well, and I think I love too, the way that you're, I mean, you're a perfect example of like, you read a book that you really click with, write the author, look at their website. I, I, follow them on social media. Like, I mean, you know, keep, keep good boundaries, people keep good boundaries. But at the same time, you know, I think that the theme, cause, and I feel like I get asked that all the time is like, how do you find an elder? How do you find someone that's like, a, and it's just, you have to like ask and you show up and you go to the classes and you, you listen and you're respectful. And when they ask for something that, you know, especially if it's to aid a larger community, you step up and do your part. And 
I sometimes feel like I get a little bit of a want, want, want kind of reaction from people. Cause I feel like sometimes that's not what folks want to hear, but the reality is, is it's just like, you know, if, if you want to have that meaningful relationship, it's kind of getting into community and just, just going for it. So I want to close this out with talking a little bit about the ways that, cause I, I watched you get pushed from, from the, from the outskirts, but I've kind of watched you get pushed of like Missy you don't get to just like do the, do you do the work and not have to like, you know, promote kind of like the thing and be like an advocate for kind of like, <laughs> I don't know if advocate is the right word. How are you starting to bring kind of like trolldom and the things that you've learned and the, and how are you like, what's the expectation for you? Or like, what are the expectations you're putting on yourself of kind of like bringing this into Colorado? Yeah, I've been, Johannes has been gently nudging me for a while to teach and I, for quite a while, I was like, I don't know if I'm yeah. ready for that or uh, there's just certain part. I think there's there's some things that are lost because I'm not Swedish. I'm not totally. Scandinavian, you know, I'm an American with that heritage and that ancestry. So I've been really marinating on what it is that I can bring to the table when it comes to this tradition, because I do think that it, I do have some responsibility for sharing it. Um, it, it gave me so much that I do want to give back and I'm trying to figure out exactly what that looks like. And I think the way it looks is by sharing how these techniques and methods and the ways in which I utilize trolldom on in my modern life, on the lands I live on, you know, um, because we don't live the way that our ancestors lived. Yeah. You know, we're not going to do the same things that they were doing, but how can we do it in our communities to benefit people um, in ways that make sense for us now in our modern lives? And so that's what I'm formulating. Uh, and I started this year by doing some classes. I did one on sauna and I'll do that again next year. And I'm slowly like seasonally doing like holy days. So I did one on midsummer. I'm going to do one on Yule this year. Um, and then, you know, throughout 2024, add on like uh, some kind of like one-off classes on herbs in trolldom or materia in trolldom resources. And then, you know, probably some spirit contact kind of stuff like what we do yeah. uh, with trolldom lens and um you know do these one-off classes and then i my plan is for 2025 to do a year in trolldom for americans um so that's what i i think i'm gonna do <laughs> that's so awesome oh you can't folks can't see me like waving my hands oh. emphatically in the background <laughs> that's so cool i so love that that's the plan and um and you know i want to like write a book booklet probably on sauna tradition and the ways to incorporate that into our lives now um, and um, do a little teaching in Minnesota because although it's very rich in Scandinavian culture, the folk magic aspect has not translated over, you know, so I want to figure out some ways. So I'm talking to a shop there right now and a sauna there right now about bringing my sauna class mm -hmm. into the would be really cool and I'd really like to find a way to host large larger sauna um rituals because at my house first of all it's at my house it's at your house <laughs> it's at your house <laughs> so 
only, um, you know, and we can only fit six people in mine. So I would like to find a, a way to do that. Not publicly, I guess, but, you know, just in a large, like with larger groups of people, because I have had a, people ask for that. And I'm not really sure how to do that yet. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how to bring, how to bring this tradition in here. That's uh, so cool. Yeah. That is so cool. And yeah, there's definitely, well, I, I wish you luck in breaking through the Lutheran wall in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love it Literally. there. And it is, whoa, that is, that is like a real thing. And yeah, I definitely, you know, I, I struggle sometimes with, cause sometimes people will be like, tell me about trolldom. And I'm like, well, number one, I can't really tell you, I can tell you about my learning. I can tell you about the things like, it's just kind of always like that keeping in mind, you know, for me, I'm an outsider. I'm like, a, you know, again, that guest at the table, but I'm part of the, I can't remember when I interviewed Johannes, he had some very like Yoda, Yoda type way of putting it. It's like, it's all in the stream or all in like the river of which I'm like, of course I like to tease him. And yet, of course he's always, he's totally right. But definitely with like the spirit communication and just like the ways that we do divination and, you know, we're the ways of like talking with plants and actually listening to them. That has been one of the, so I try to like, those are the kind of the little tiny ways that I try to, or at least they feel sometimes tiny of like bringing that into the the stuff that I teach. So speaking of teaching, I'm so excited to be a student at this what I know there's only like like a couple of spots left maybe like two or three spots left but do you want to tell us a little bit about what you and Johannes are teaching in September yeah um we're doing a five-day trolldom workshop here at uh ritual craft um so excited to drag him out of Gothenburg um <laughs> get him here and I think it's been a while since he's been here um and there's so many of us here like I, I've, <laughs> you know, he's got his little Colorado entourage of students. I'm really excited for him um, to be able to meet in person. Um, but yeah, we're doing five day, um, you know, intensive and it has sort of shifted from uh, cultural story and kind of like historical story into experiential um, practices primarily um so there'll be definitely some like lecture and you know talking and things like that but it's going to focus on really experiencing um talking to spirits and listening to spirits yeah um and you know there there will be some spodam so we're going to primarily you do divination with mirrors so we're going to focus on mirrors woo so there'll be a lot of that. Um, and we'll talk about other ways of, of divining and, con and spirit contact, but there's going to be a lot of mirror work. Um, and then we'll talk about resources, a materia, you know, um, the natural materia and things that, you know, we use in trolldom or how to develop relationships with those things. Um, again, less dogma, more experiential. Um, we will actually be going out into the storefront and finding materia from, from the storefront and oh, building spells together, um, which I think is going to be really fun. Oh my God. That and, sounds so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk about the Vasen, the spirits, um, the beings in, in uh, you know, the Nordic wisdom tradition. We'll talk about 
Tamta and and um, nature spirits and um, you know all of that. Uh, and we'll do some large spell casting um, in the area uh, together. Uh, I mean, it, honestly, I have pages of things that we plan on teaching. And I think the nice thing about this class is it's going to flow with the flow of the students. So there's going to be a lot of, I think there's going to be a lot of people like us, like you, that do this work already. Um, so how can we, you know, facilitate a class for people like you who who do this work because there's going to be quite a few of us that are experienced and it's also going to be really great for new people too oh so, so fun I'm, yeah <laughs> and I think we start on September 18th I mean it's like an eight in the morning to five five in the evening class right right Yes. It's a, no, don't, don't look, don't look shamefaced. I'm like, I'm stoked. I will get my coffee. I may be prying my, my eyes open like in the mornings and rushing to get home at the, at the end of the day. But, oh my gosh. And folks can, so everybody, if you were interested in that, I've got it all linked in the show notes. You can go to the ritual craft school website and um, just go on the little calendar, go to September 18th and that you'll, you'll see that there. Well, Missy, is there anything else that you want to like share with anyone who's listening? Any parting thoughts with anyone that might be listening to this and curious about anything that you've shared today? Gosh. Ooh, um, I hope it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? The good news is anybody who didn't find it interesting, they're not listening anymore. <laughs> they've already, they've already self-selected out. So you're talking to the people who are, thank you for all still being here. We appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You know, trolldom is a very quiet tradition. You work in quiet, you work, uh, you know, quietly and you, you, it's sort of a tenant, like you do what you do and you don't talk about it. And that's, uh, that is part of why I think I've gotten quieter over the last few years. And, um, and so talk, talking about stuff is a challenge for me because I do, I do like to, I don't know. I, I, I appreciate this so much. Thank you for having me. You bet. Well, and yeah. I will end with, with uh, quoting Johannes, for those of you who are like practicing magic, it's important to do your work and shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> to quote, to quote Papa, yeah, troll Papa himself. Well, Missy, this was so Perfect. fun. And thank you so much for coming. And I had to, I know you you do work quietly because I had to kind of nudge you for a few months. And I'm so glad that I we got you here. And for anybody who's listening, I look forward to, you know, I look forward to seeing some of you in class in September. So, all yes. right. Well, thank you so much. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Magical World. Let's keep in touch. The best way to keep up with me is by signing up for my email list on my website, sterlingmoontarot.com. That's where you can book appointments for tarot readings, spirit contact sessions, and more. Find out about my classes and programs and all sorts of other things. I'm also active on the socials. You can find me on Instagram at the underscore sterling underscore moon and on Facebook and YouTube at Sterling Moon Tarot. In the meantime, I wish you well as you find your own ways to make the world more magical.